Huge here. I want to thank you for jumping on our podcast. Spread the word. Just tell everybody to search The Huge Show wherever they download podcasts. And also, get ready for the Super Bowl. Get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code HUGE. Let's go talk to Tim Stout, Stout on Sports. Heard weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Huge Show heard weekday afternoons live at 3 p.m. Stout also on TV, you got. Were you the NBC affiliate and had that big pre and post game show yesterday as well? Uh, we did. Uh, I did the thirty minutes out on Sunday show, noon to twelve thirty. We did ninety minutes live, twelve thirty to two o'clock, and then we did forty five minutes post game. After we had five people there, and we had the rest of the entire staff in the studio we did pregame for the first game and we did it because nbc had the games but then we, because if we have the games then they sold everything under the sun so uh, that'll change this week because fox got you know nbc's out of business now fox gets this game and cbs gets the super bowl but yeah it was a long day yesterday for everybody involved but there's a lot of excitement in the state and around the area of football season in January usually doesn't go past the bowl games around here, but with Michigan and the Lions playing the way they are, what that's four big game, five big games, including New Year's Day and a Rose Bowl. That's five big games in the state of Michigan and football in January. Don't remember that happening uh, ever, frankly. What impresses you the most about the Lions this entire journey, beginning with Kansas City through the Tampa win yesterday? Most impressive thing about this team that you haven't seen from any other Lions team? I think, Bill, they just all believe in – I think they believe in Dan Campbell because he's got credibility. He's a play, He was a former player. He's a hard-nosed guy. I think he understands – what players go through physically and emotionally, especially when it's been a struggle for them. I mean, the guy started 0-10 in Detroit, but he hung in there with his players. People, a lot of them, you know, don't remember that. And I just think, you know, when they had a couple of rough games this season, all you know, nobody wins 17 of these things over 18 weeks. And when they had games where that didn't go their way, you know, they knew that they were going to make the. I think they knew early on they were going to make the playoffs, so they hung in there. And I think they bought into what he has told them more so in my memory than any other Detroit Lions coach I can think of. I, look, I'm not in a locker room. I'm not around them all the time. But it appears that, you know, they buy into all this. They understand they're going to be highs and lows during a long, long season. And like the NCAA basketball tournament, how you doing at the end as opposed to how you're doing at the beginning and the middle. And so far, it gives them opportunity moving forward. I don't think they're in any way behind the scenes uh, convinced that this is just one win to the Super Bowl, no big deal. I think they realize if you're going to get to the Super Bowl, any team, any of the four, you're going to have to play an extremely good team, an extremely tough game. You're dead tired, frankly. They got to travel three time zones now. So I think they re- I don't think they're blindsided just because of the fun and the excitement they've had the past two weeks that in any way is it going to be like that this Sunday. Doesn't mean they can't win for any of those teams, but the same thing in the AFC. I mean, those two teams got tough games coming up, which is the fun of the NFL playoffs, I think, when you get to the semifinals. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports heard weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Huge show heard live weekday afternoons, 3 until 6. Uh, Let's move on talk about Izzo and the Spards. I saw that halftime score yesterday. I'm like, hey, they're up 44-32. Should be an easy road win at Maryland, any win on the road in the Big Ten is solid. 
Then they score 17 points and hold on to win 61-59, kind of symbolizing their season, right? Yeah, no question, Bill. And they won the game getting out-rebounded 37-22. to mm. I want to know, the he was on the air with us this morning, I want to know the last time he got out-rebounded by 15 in any game, let alone a Big Ten road game, and he won the game. But I just think, and I told him, that, you know, to me in the Big Ten, they're, even when Michigan State is not at its best, I just think they can play and beat some of these teams uh, over a 20-game period. Now, whether they can do that at Wisconsin Friday night playing that way, I think that would be tougher. Maryland, to me, is so hard to figure. You know, they made a big deal out of that guard who's played pretty well this season and was coming in hot. But, but they, excuse me, but he turned it over seven times. And he also didn't shoot very well in a game either, which is going to happen at basketball, game to game, week to week, season to season. And that just was his off day. Um, I, I think Tom figures that his team has deficiencies. When it plays well, it plays well in spurts, more so than it plays well through an entire game. And I think at this point, what he's looking for is just can they make the good play last longer game to game to game moving forward and see if they can consistently avoid the pitfalls. Now, he's got six road games left beginning Friday night at Wisconsin, and I think every one of them, frankly, is no lock win for this team because there's so much parity in college basketball across the board. But you know what? I picked him to win yesterday. You know, We're on the set doing the Lions show, and I'm looking at the phone, and I see, oh, 44-32 halftime. I knew Maryland wouldn't be much. And then Maryland gets the lead. It's probably going to be like that in a lot of ways, I think, through the remainder of the Big Ten season. And then, like I said to him today, when it comes to March in the tournament, you tell me who you think is a shoe-in of any of these teams for a one seed or a Final Four berth. Because I think you can put about 15 to 20 teams in there on January 22nd who can think they still got a shot at a one seed or still have a shot at a Final Four berth, even if they're not a one seed. I don't know whether states in that group or not. That you know, they were number four in the preseason AP poll. They've been unranked for well over a month now. I thought they were close to getting ranked with that one yesterday because they gave them three wins in a row. And if they beat Wisconsin, I think they will. But if they lose to Wisconsin, then they're just going to back down again. So it's been that type of year for them, no question. Yeah, I look at Purdue. They're the only team that I believe could be that one-two seed come selection Sunday. Still a lot of basketball to go. And you said it last week, Tim, and I looked at their schedule. They're going to be favored in – most of their games, and even though it was an ugly 17-point second half, just, you know, a win is a win right now for Michigan State. Get Izzo and the team to the tournament. Get them a respectable seating in the Big Ten tournament, considering where they were after that god-awful start. I think Tom would take it, and he loves tournament time. Timmy, I got to get to a network break. Always good to hear your voice. Absolutely. Stay up to in touch, Bill. Enjoy. Great, great having you on the air, and we'll talk to you soon. 